Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Well, welcome back, everybody, to today's Issues on American Family Radio. we got 25 minutes left on the program today here on AFR. Uh, listen, tomorrow and Friday, uh, we're not going to be doing live programs because we're taking a Christmas break. Our staff is. Brent, you there? Brent Creeley, our producer. Uh, yes, sir. I'm here. What are we, what are we going to be doing for this uh, for today's issues for tomorrow on, and Friday? On Thursday, we've got uh, a Tim Todd special, uh, which is going to run from 10 to 10.30 Central Time. And then we're going to follow that up with Ray Pritchard. He's got a Christmas special called Out of Egypt, and that's going to be 10.30 to 11. So... That's what we plan on doing for this hour on Thursday, and then on Friday, um, from eleven to twelve Central Time is an In Grace special, and the rest is uh, the rest of the time for today's issues is Christmas music. So a lot of Christmas music is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Okay. Are we going to be playing anything off Fred Jackson's Christmas album? <laughs> yes, I, I, I think we got. You know a couple the one he did with the Chipmunks. That's right. Yes. You know that was really inspirational. That's yeah. right. It was really one o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> so one in the morning we'll be playing Fred's. Uh, Fred sings your favorite Christmas carols backed up by the Chipmunks. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, so what we're saying, ladies and gentlemen, is if you tune in tomorrow for today's issues, live or Friday, we won't be here, but we will have some good specials, and uh, did, uh, did you say, Ray, is yours tomorrow? It's being, you, you know. You, 10, 10.30 tomorrow. Okay, so 10.30 tomorrow, folks, right. uh, then Ray's special will be on. Go ahead. What's that about, Ray? It's called Out of Egypt. It's. It's one of those little parts of the Christmas story we don't talk about much, but remember, Herod wanted to put Jesus to death, and the angel warned Mary and Joseph. They went down to Egypt, stayed there until mm -hmm. Herod died, and then Jesus came out of Egypt. And that's quoted from the book of Hosea in Matthew chapter 2, fulfillment of Bible prophecy. What does that story teach us? Well, it teaches us that Jesus, that Jesus having been preserved by God from Herod's destruction, comes out of Egypt to return to the Holy Land one day to give himself as Lord and Savior who died on the cross and rose from the dead. So it's a gospel message based on that little part of the Christmas story called Out of Egypt. Good morning, Steve Jordahl. Good morning. I'm looking forward to that, Ray. Thank you. That's, um, that's always been a fascinating part of the Christmas story to me that we kind of forget. Interesting uh, it's it's it seems to be the Jewish place to go hide is is Egypt, right? When, when they well, when that's not always voluntary. From, no, well, it, it's voluntary when they go down, but it's not always voluntary when they leave. When they when they get out, yeah, right? exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, yeah. So we look forward to that uh, tomorrow. Um, the Back back when uh, when the when Joseph and Mary did leave, I don't want to get in too much to your special tomorrow, because uh, but I do want to ask you this: What's on your special tomorrow, Ray? When Joseph <laughs> and Mary left with the with the Christ child, right, uh, to go to Egypt, how, how old would Jesus? How long? 
How how long did they stay there? Or see, okay, this gets us back into the discussion we had yesterday about the star and the right. And, and remember, we talked about were the shepherds and wise men in Bethlehem at the same time? And I think the answer is almost certainly they weren't. The shepherds were there the <clears throat> night when Jesus was born. The wise men, the magi from the east, they came sometime later. And it's very interesting, Tim. Remember what Herod did when he found out he'd been tricked by the magi. He went into a rage. He ordered all the infant baby boys, two years old and under, in Bethlehem to be put to death, the slaughter of the innocents. If would suggest to me that if Jesus was only a few weeks old when the flight to Egypt took place, that that is it suggests to me that he was older than that because a different Greek word is used. So probably if okay, I'm gonna give a guess here, Tim. I'm guessing it's maybe as much as a year later when the Magi showed up and Jesus is uh, is still in Bethlehem, but he's not an infant, not a newborn infant, as he is in the story in the Gospel of Luke. Does that help? Yes. <clears throat> so they were in Egypt for how long? Okay, this is like the, this is like the star question. We, uh, if it's a guess, that's fine. I'm just okay. It's like ahead. the star question. What was the star? Everybody gets a free guess. Here's some here's some things we don't know. Where did they go in Egypt? We don't know. We know there were there were, there were a number of Jewish settlements in Egypt, including a big one in Alexandria. I mean, if I'm going to guess, mm-hmm. I'm going to say they okay. go to Alexandria. But we don't know how long were they there. We don't know, except that the angel told them once Herod the Great had died, it's safe to come back. Okay, so they were there. Maybe. I th- Okay, I'm just going to give you my guess. Jesus yeah. might have been about a year old, and they might have stayed up to a year in Egypt until Herod the Great died. Then they could safely come back to the Holy Land. I've got a question, Steve. Ray, Go ahead, about the uh, about the wise men and and the the Magi and the star. Right, they read the heavens. Now, now just just FYI, Steve, we did talk about this at length yesterday. <clears throat> Probably uh, when you weren't on. I wasn't. Um, then, uh, just but but if you but listen. You can ask a repeat question. I just wanted you to be aware All of right. it. All right. Well, d- just answer it quickly. Fred, if, if Fred you... help me out here before, before <laughs> well, I'm even asked. Help me out. But here's my question, Ray. Um, uh, they read the stars. God somehow told them what was going to be happening right. and where to go because of the stars. We these days are troubled when we hear about people reading stars as in horoscopes and such. What's the difference? Well, let's remember that the Magi almost certainly came from ancient Persia modern-day Iran and part of modern-day Iraq. In that day, the, the, the Magi were a highly respected group. They were political advisors. They were trained in history. They were trained in astronomy, what they had back then, which would be the Magi, if you go all the way back, and Fred, I'm going to have you say something about this in a minute, but it goes all the way back to the time of Daniel. Fred, I'm going to hand it off to you. Explain the Daniel connection to the Star of Bethlehem. Yeah, it was uh, Daniel chapter 5, if you want to go read there. Uh, The last uh, uh, Babylonian king, Belshazzar, was having a big party, and uh, something happened there, and I won't go into all those details, but anyway, uh, it shook up the party, and Belshazzar was looking for uh, some help as to what was going on, because a hand appeared in the room, Mm. Announcing judgment against the Babylonians. Many, many Tarkovius Farson or something. Yes, such, right? weight in the balance is found wanting. And so he calls in, I think his mother or mother-in-law or something like that, and she said, well, there is this one 
that Nebuchadnezzar used, his name is Daniel, and he's really wise. And uh, she described him as being one of these uh, head of the astronomers. And many people believe that uh, Daniel, actually through uh, messages that he got from God, uh, predicted the, the coming of a Messiah and taught that to astronomers. And that was passed down for centuries until these astronomers, when Jesus was born, they were probably, they heard the story, they were looking for this event, and when that star appeared, and we had the discussion yesterday about whatever that star was, uh, they knew something was up, and they decided, uh, this is what uh, Daniel talked about hundreds of years ago, uh, we're going to follow through. The heavens want- declare the glory of God, don't they? They do. And if you want the exact reference, look to Daniel chapter 5, verse 11, where it is plainly stated that Daniel, now that we're talking 500 plus years before the coming of Christ, yeah. Daniel was the head of the cast of the Magi. You've got a Jew, a very, very old man, maybe 85 years old, who is in charge of the, quote, pagan astronomers slash astrologers. I think, Steve, to get down to the answer to your question, I think that he told them about the interpretation of the great statue. I think he told them about the prophecy of the 70 weeks. And I think, okay, I do understand, folks, you cannot absolutely prove this. But the one thing we can nail down is that Daniel was the head of the Magi. Daniel 5.11, it says that. So it stands to reason across the generations, one generation said to another, said to another, these, the Magi across the generations kept telling the stories that Daniel had told them. So when the star appeared in the sky... Not through astrology, but when the star, in fact, Matthew 2 calls it his star. When his star appears in the east, they knew from what their, from what Daniel said 500 years earlier, this is it. This is the moment. Load up the camels, boys. We're heading for Jerusalem. Do you think when when we uh, scientists or whatever go back and say, we're going to see if there was a comet that was happening there that God provided, does, does that? take away from the miracle because God could put a star in the sky for a limited time just for that purpose without having it to be a natural phenomenon that that he used. I don't think it takes away from it any more than to say the the exodus, the miracle at the Red Sea was caused because God God sent the winds Mm -hmm. and the winds blew the waters apart. God uses Sometimes directly supernatural means, sometimes he simply uses natural means at a particular moment in history. Look, some people say it was a conjunction of the planets, and there was one, 5 or 6 B.C. Uh, I'm no expert on that, but there was one that, that people look to. They, they, they talk about certain comets. They talk about supernova. My own view is uh, that it was a light especially prepared by God which when it appeared in the sky was so overwhelming to the Magi, they knew. Yeah. They knew. Thank you for indulging <clears throat> me, gentlemen. I'm, I'm always amused by the people who try to dismiss or disprove the miracles in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to, you know, I want to say, we are talking about God here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and also, uh, if the, First words in the Bible, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? Yep. So look at the heavens. Look at the earth. We're talking about a supernatural being that can create these things. 
Uh, water partying in the Red Sea, not not a big deal. Not a big deal. <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not a big, big deal. deal. So uh, God controls the universe with His uh, with His will and with His hand, and with uh, he, he can do anything He wants and has done. And so the miracles of the Bible are nothing to God because uh, He's Almighty and all powerful and supernatural and. Uh, uh, omnipresent and all those things that uh, we use in Christian theological terms to describe to, to describe God. I want to ask you, um, uh, and Steve, feel free to jump in here. Steve, I didn't mean to <clears throat> sound rude a while ago. No, 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 uh, not at all. Uh, I was just letting you know that we did discuss That's these fine. things no, I, yesterday, I, I but it doesn't. Maybe hear. somebody didn't listen and 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 could like me. Uh, <laughs> and we could, yeah, we could have uh, re- repeating those uh, questions were fine. Okay, so now my wife can quit texting me, quit being rude to Steve, okay? Uh, uh, no. Uh, all right, now listen, uh, I want to ask you a question, Ray and Fred, and, and Steve, you jump in here too. Um, if G, if uh, the, the Bible, the Old Testament in particular, is a, is the story of the... <clears throat> the Hebrew people, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the story of Jesus. I mean, excuse me, the story of God's relationship to, I mean, it's its bigger than that, but basically we're, mm-hmm. we're it's chronicling the story of the Jews. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so if Jesus, if, if uh, the Jesus was intended to be the king of the Jews, why... When, why did God decide, Ray, to open up the kind of relationship, if I can put it this way, the kind of relationship, the special relationship God had with the Hebrews, with the Jews, he, he through the birth of Jesus, uh, opened that relationship up to the Gentile world, to ever, just to everybody else, right? Sure. The ability, okay, is, am, I, am I on track there? Are you 100% on track? Go okay. all the way back to Genesis chapter 12 to the call of Abraham, who was a prosperous middle-aged pagan businessman in a place called Ur of the Chaldees, okay? God called this prosperous pagan idol-worshiping businessman and said, okay, Abraham, get, get up, take your wife, take your family, take your herds, leave Ur of the Chaldees to a land that I will show you I will make of you a great nation. Remember, he didn't have any children. And I will bless you. Those who bless you will be blessed. Those who curse you will be cursed. And that very important phrase at the end, and through you or in you, all the nations will be blessed. That is God's purpose from the very beginning in establishing the nation Israel was through Israel, his people, to bring a blessing to every single nation on earth. And there's really a sense in which, and Christians have always understood this, that when, quote, the three wise men, however many there were, that when they came and offered gold and frankincense and myrrh, when they offered those gifts to the Christ child, it was a symbol of the opening of salvation through Jesus, the King of Israel, the Messiah, of Israel. He is now an international savior. He is the savior for the whole world recognized by the offering of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Uh, and let me just say one other word. Then you up, then Steve, mm-hmm. you and uh, Fred jump in here. Mm-hmm. Tim, remember 
the first verse of the New Testament. Remember that the Matthew's story of the birth of Christ starts in Matthew 1, but just jump up above that genealogy. Very first verse, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, son of what? Son of David, son of Abraham. Connecting the coming of Christ with the promise made to Abraham that through Abraham's ultimate seed, his ultimate descendant, Jesus Christ, salvation and blessing would come to every nation on earth, which is why we can say, Tim, to any of our listeners today, if you want peace, come to Jesus. If you want forgiveness, come to Jesus. If you want new life, come to Jesus. And you say, I'm not Jewish. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what race you're from or what ethnic group or your skin color or your language or your culture. None of that matters now. God's plan was always through Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, to bring salvation to the whole earth. So if you really want a great Merry Christmas, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus right now. Your life will never be the same. Amen. What, Amen. What, what you, it, real quickly, uh, Ray, uh, for those listening who may want to read more hmm. about what you're talking about, uh, give your give your ministry website. Come to keepbelieving.com. That's all one word, keepbelieving, and then .com. We have a ton of biblical resources right there on the front page, all of it free. Help you, help you get to know Jesus personally and then begin to grow in your faith. It's interesting, even in the Old Testament, uh, we have uh, several examples of, of Gentiles that were used. Uh, Ruth the Moabite uh, was not Jewish. And look, she fits into the geolo- uh, genealogy there. Uh, so you read about that, uh, Rahab the harlot. Uh, all, there's just tremendous examples even in the Old Testament. And, you know, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. That's everybody. He so loved the world. The Jewish people were used as a vehicle. They were chosen to be used as a vehicle to bring about salvation. But salvation is open to all, all who will believe. Do you guys remember back in the, somewhere in the 90s, there was a father and son duo called Aaron Jeffrey. Uh, one of them was named Aaron Jeffrey Bennett. Ben something was their last name. Anyway, they, they came out with a song. Uh, called He Is, and it basically went through every book of the Bible, starting in Genesis and going through Revelation, and it pointed out how Christ, Jesus Christ, was portrayed in each one of those books. And the lyrics I just have in front of me, in Genesis, he's the bread of life. In Exodus, he's the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's our high priest. And this is Jesus through every single one of those books. Great, great song, just reminding us that the Bible... From front to back, from Genesis to Revelation, is a book about Jesus. It's a book about Christ. With I do remember that song. That was a great song. Great song. I thought the, Gaith- I thought the Gaithers did that. Maybe they. It was a well. Maybe uh, they recorded it, but Aaron Jeffrey is the is the group that uh, is the son, father and son duo. Um, I remember Benward, I think is the name. One of them, mm-hmm. dad retired, and Aaron or the son went on to. We competed against Christ. each other on America's Got Talent. I bet you did. A, you, you won. It's a right? painful memory for me. Oh. They, they they barely beat. They barely won. You know, I came in second, and everything yeah. changed. Um, <laughs> all right, so we got four or five minutes here left on the program. So, so um, that's interesting the, the the how things changed when uh when Jesus came and he came for he came to save people and it didn't matter their religious background or ethnicity or their 
And that still holds true today. That, Ray, that's what you were saying is that the Christian message, salvation that Jesus provides, by salvation we mean saving us individually from sin, death, and hell, mm-hmm. and giving us hope, peace, and uh, the promise of eternal, eternal life in heaven. Right? I got that right, Ray? Well, 100%. You know, okay. And I think, I think about that little detail. Joseph and Mary show up in Bethlehem, and she's pregnant, obviously, in the later stages, and there's no room for them at the end. Not a holiday inn, you know, not a, uh, not a Fairfield inn, not, not a Marriott. Probably a guest room is what that word means, a guest There wasn't even a guest room for, for Joseph and Mary. Couldn't even find a guest room. Couldn't find a spare bedroom for the birth of the Son of God. So they, they took him. They found evidently something like a stable, pretty rough, pretty rough setup, Tim, for Jesus to be born. Not not the most sanitary place. Laid him in a manger, a feeding trough. And, you know, if you've ever seen a feeding trough actually been used by the cattle, again, not the cleanest place. It's a, it's a reminder about two things. Number one, that uh, this world wasn't a welcoming place for the Son of God. He came into his own and his own received him not but but the bible says in the gospel of john to those who do receive him he gives the power the authority the freedom to become the sons and daughters of the living god and um, i think it was spurgeon who said we we would tremble to approach a throne but nobody is afraid to approach a manger all of it's right there all of it is right there in the christmas story unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I love that verse. And as a preacher, that'll preach all day long, right? <laughs> and as they say, twice on Sundays. I mean, it's just a wonderful verse. But I just, Tim, want to talk about those two words for a second. Unto you, unto you. Good news, not to your neighbor, not to your uncle, not to your aunt, not to them and not to you. No, it's unto you, whoever you are. And remember, that word went to the shepherds, the lowly shepherds. If Jesus had room for the shepherds, he's got room for you. So I just want to say here at the end, before the program goes off the air, Christmas is for you. Jesus came for you. God has a Christmas gift, friends. We're all going to have these gifts under the tree. God has a Christmas gift for you. He wrapped his gift in swaddling clothes, and he laid it in the manger. Jesus is God's gift to you. While you're opening all the other gifts, make sure you open the most important one of all. Jesus is God's gift to you. Reach out the hands of faith. Come to him. Accept him. Again, your life will never be the same. Amen. Amen, Amen, brother. Amen. Well, folks, uh, if you have any questions about what we've talked about this morning, you can go to Ray's website for his ministry uh, and read more. Keepbelieving.com. That's it. Keepbelieving.com. Right, Ray? Got that right? Yeah. And I would say this, uh, if you're, if you're uh, not a Christian, and you're, but you're curious uh, about what we've been talking about, I would just refer you to the Bible and the book of John. Uh, I'm talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Don't worry about, uh, just don't worry about the old close your eyes, open it up, <clears throat> anywhere you start reading. I would just say, skip that idea and go straight to the book of John and read it. Take you. I don't know, an hour, a couple of hours maybe. You can, but uh, that is worth your time, so you can understand what we're talking about here. 
better to read it for yourself. It's the story of Jesus in the, in the Gospel of John. Uh, so go there and read that for yourself. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Tim. Fred, appreciate it. Steve, thank you. Matt, have a great well, Christmas, Chris. everyone. Merry Christmas, hey, everybody. Merry Christmas. Uh, remember, we'll be back here Monday live, everybody. <laughs>